Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey Nocho Prano. Good morning, Andy. Morning, bro. How you doing? Good, man. I'm, uh, happy Happy Halloween. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a big day for us. Are you guys gonna be at home handing out candy to trick or treaters? So I will. Okay. My significant other will be working. Who may working. or may not exist. Who may or may not exist. She will we'll be, be working. We'll, we'll be working. She's she working. Does she work in the evenings? She's a pharmacist. Tossing you guys some little nugs here and there. And and uh, and she she occasionally has evening hours, or she always has evening. She's is she an evening pharmacist? Occasionally. Okay. So she will be. Also, working. you got those Percocets. <laughs> <laughs> I'll believe she exists when I get some hydrocodone <laughs> mailed to me. Until then, she's a witch. She just told me she got a few. Her Instagram's private. She probably hasn't put us in an Instagram in six years. She said she got some requests. She said, Do you know these people? And yeah. I'm like, they got to be dirt balls. Welcome. Yeah. Can't believe it took them this long. Which, by the way, speaking of the dirt balls, shout out to the early front runner for the gold star dirty sports ticket giveaway jedediah yeah he's got two videos in the in the queue already right two videos in the queue using gold star and miller light yeah the other day was eating gold star in his closet was he in a closet in his bathroom hiding from the rest of the family which uses an off-brand chili And, and and if you go on his tweets you know he had attended the Thursday night, the infamous Tua game, holding a Miller Light in Paycor Stadium. So I'm just saying, like, he's off to a hot start. Like, you know, he's been supporting the brand. Yeah. And he's got two videos up already. All, already. He's that Here's horse a- that comes in fast out of the gate. Now it's like, can he keep the can he keep the pace for the whole derby? So what I've decided, then I'll just announce it now. And I'm gonna have our boy Jay Lloyd put something together. I think to make this a little more like to, to, to make it, we, we kind of just tossed it out there, but I want to make it a little more. What's the word? I'm official. Thinking. Yeah. Not just official, but like script, not scripted, but just, I, I want parameters. Okay. And I, I think, I think the contest is, it's not even a contest. The giveaway is something you gotta do something with chili. Now, yeah. obviously, a lot of people aren't around a gold star, and that's fine. Any yeah. your local chili from the store, from a restaurant, wherever you live. Yeah. For the giveaway. I think that's fair. Something with chili. Maybe, maybe you make your chili recipe. Exactly. Fun fact: if I was doing this contest, and I'm not because I'm already going to the game, but I would show you how I make my chili, which not because of the dirty sports, but always historically, the Joe Prano chili involves an entire can of Miller Light. 
Exactly. And if you can incorporate Miller Lite, even better. Yeah. So again, this would be for the Monday Night Football. Maybe Bills. you use butcher box meat in your uh, chili. Maybe you always shave with uh, whatever to make sure you don't get hairs in your chili. <laughs> I was about to say a non-sponsor of the show anymore. I don't know if Harry's is with us or not anymore. I don't, I don't, I don't even know. I, I lose track. But I see where you're going with that. And again, this would be a January 2nd, Monday Maybe Night Maybe you football. exclusively cook in figs. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you're you're in your me undies underwear. Yeah. Remember how we lost them? No, I don't. I'm sure it's great, though. Did I I do something? It was me. Oh, yeah. I called uh, I called J.R. Smith during that NBA finals when he forgot the time. Yeah. I called him. I called him the R word. Oh, man. And me undies dropped us for that. Somebody went right at me on these. It was like, uh, excuse me. One of your sponsors called a J.R. Smith, something that is very mean to mentally handicapped people. Or it was Shabelli. It was Shabelli on his burner. Shabelli? What would be coming for us? <laughs> Remember Shabelli came out as hard on the R word for a minute? Oh, he did. Yeah. Can you even say that? What? The R word? I don't even know. Like if I said my he brought it he brought it back though when people started wearing masks. He's like, everybody wears a mask. It and I was like, okay, all right. Well, now I don't feel so bad anymore. But if I was like, you know, the Bills drive, the Bills drive was really retarded. I but listen, I love that word. I love that. <laughs> Why, what are like, you doing? Because it, it just means to stunt the growth, right? Right. Like to like the actual word. Yeah, I think we should. I think you should uh, abandon. Pull up, pull up, Annie. Pull up. You know, you're headed toward a mountain. You're headed toward a mountain. Pull up, Annie. Pull up. Right. It's just. It's like. Like I feel like that's. that's the- <laughs> Warning. Warning. So, like the stage of the career right now, uh, and, and we'll just jump into that. Well, real quick, just to put a button. Whose career? What career? What are we talking about? Yeah, I want to talk about. I want to talk about Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, but real quick. Okay. It's the Bengals Bills January second game. Ben- Bengals Bills January second. It's a Monday night football game. Could have is huge the, implications. Is that the last game of the season? Second to last game. Of second season? to last. So second could have huge playoff implications. Yeah. Yeah. So we might as well just hop into the Bills. Because they played Aaron Rodgers last night, and yeah, it depresses me watching Rodgers and Brady right now. Yeah, like it. It legit. Here, here's what it is. I know we've talked about Jordan years on the Wizards. I was excited when Jordan came back. I was stoked, and then it was the same thing. It was like depressing to watch him. You're like, oh man, I just I want to always think of you as like on top. It was and, glorious to watch, by the way, for me. Yeah, as a Knicks fan, <laughs> I'm sure it was. No, but just for- as like, a, just, I, listen, again, you should have seen hairless 12-year-old Joe Prano, Jordan truthing in like middle school lounges at the Brunswick school. <laughs> uh, can we talk about, can we talk about, you know, volume shooting? You were not, you were not speaking Jordan Can we talk, can we talk about efficiency? And they're like, what's efficiency, nerd? And I was like, well, you know. 
You were not Jordan truthing back then. Oh, hard Jordan truthing. No way. Uh, yeah. Andy, this is a lifelong, this is like a lifelong thing for me. Kobe truthing began uh, you know, mid mid his career. Mellow truthing began when he came to the uh the Knicks. Jordan truthing. That's been, I mean, this goes back to pre, I'm gonna say definitely pre-second retirement. That's pretty amazing. Well, in college, I uh, wanted to do for a public speaking class. The lady told me the our teacher, the lady, our professor, <laughs> lady professor told us that we had to pick a topic that everybody agreed on and argued the other side. And I said, I wanted to argue that Michael Jordan was not the greatest basketball player of all time. And she was like, too niche. And I was like, but here's the thing. Everybody does believe that. And I want to argue he's not. This is pre-LeBron. Yeah. That, so that's a bad argument. What was your argument? Who is better? Well, my argument was the same as it is now, except without LeBron. Either. You're telling me, guys, listen to this. Everybody listen. This is hilarious. You're telling me in college, at that point, he had already won six. You're trying to argue in class that he wasn't the GOAT. I was going to argue if the if the argument here, because everybody, again, was already doing six championships. Okay. Like, if, if the argument is championships, then it's Bill Russell. And if the argument is championships and accolades and all the things, scoring title, et cetera, it's Kareem. Either way, because LeBron is basically just the new Kareem. LeBron has all the accolades, all the MVPs, all the finals appearances, all the points, more, you know, all the career benchmarks. He's just a new Kareem. But the argument has always been the same. You can be but, but, but the rings, but then it's Russell. Or you can be, it's not just the rings, it's the rings and all the things. And then it's LeBron or Kareem, honestly. Yeah. So, yeah, so Bill Russell has 12 NBA Finals appearances. LeBron 10, Kareem 10. And who has a, who who has 11? Sam Jones. Yeah. Well, regardless, when I watch Brady and Rodgers, who were on two primetime games this week, it's depressing for me because I know it's just like a sad ending. And every, I always want, you know, and I know maybe I'm like romanticizing these guys' careers or sports or whatever it is, but I just, I like to see guys, I don't like to see, it would have been much better if Brady didn't come back, is my point. Well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give you what I think is a hot take, Andy. Maybe not. Maybe you know other people agree with this, but I think Brady is a combo of being done and not having the talent around him to carry him anymore. Through essentially, Brady for sure had a peak of his career where Belichick saw what Brady was doing, built an offense around Brady, used Brady's things, but early Brady. And late Brady, kind of game managing. Now, that is the name of the game for the position of quarterback. I have never had a problem at all, again, with game managers. 
I think it's the entire position. But now we've gotten to a point where he can't do some of the things physically and the talent isn't around him. They don't have the stacked run-stopping defense and the stacked receiving core and the stacked backfield and the stacked offensive line that they had when they brought him in specifically because they knew they had that and just needed a quarterback. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is done. I think this is going to be the end of the Aaron Rodgers in goal in uh, green Bay okay. era, but he, I think he goes and plays somewhere else. We agree there. Actually, that's not a crazy take. We agree. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is done either. I just think, I think like I overestimated, Oh, he's going to make it work uh, again. The Devonte Adams, like losing him at this point, it, it just shows how well those two work together. And it's the same way. Look at like, look at Adams now too. It's, it's, it's kind of going both ways. I think Aaron Rodgers is more like the LeBron James of football at quarterback. And we've seen this from great quarterbacks through the years. Um, Peyton Manning, um, other guys, but like Aaron Rodgers take, took deficient teams and was competitive with them. I think he took teams that didn't deserve to be 13 and three to 13 and three. He took teams that didn't deserve to be in the NFC championship game to the NFC championship game. And now I know it's always, Oh, Aaron Rodgers in this playoff, blah, blah, blah. And like, what's his record and yada, yada, yada. And it's like, again, this is sort of like what I say about, you know, sort of Mike D'Antoni in terms of coaching. It's like, you're judging him on not being able to get it done. Uh, instead of judging him on how was he even there in the first place. And I think that the thing with Aaron Rodgers is um, Devontae, him having that connection with Devontae Adams and Devontae Adams being so good and Devontae Adams being so such a physical presence and such a great route runner and whatever, he was, he was able to make up for a lot of deficiencies that the Packers had by having one guy. Whereas so many times through the league, we've seen quarterbacks who have good teams, maybe don't have wide receivers. And then they turn guys that you've never heard of into people, you know, who are all pro receivers and whatever. And I feel like Aaron Rodgers could do that if his team was stacked otherwise, but they're not. So now we're in a situation where they don't have all that much talent and his one guy's gone. So that's why I think Aaron Rodgers, and I don't think Aaron Rodgers is, you know, tanking games by any means. Um, But I think that if this season continues to end, you know, in this sort of disappointing fashion that I would not be surprised at all. If he makes it known, I want to go to a contender. I want to go to somebody ready to win right now. And, and the, the, the green Bay Packers are able to stockpile picks and do that. Hey, we'll have them. He can come to my team if he wants. I just don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't see him do. Maybe I'm wrong. I feel like he just retire. I don't know why. He just doesn't care that much. I don't know. I I think I think that's where him and Tom Brady are very different. I think Brady For sure. Brady is so his identity as a person is so connected to football. Right. Right. And the go that's talk. why he. That's why I think he's he's hung on beyond where he should. Correct. Whereas I think Aaron Rodgers, at least my opinion, 
there are some people who could probably think otherwise. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is past where he should hang on. And that's why I think he's like, well, if I feel okay physically and God knows, I don't know how he does feel physically, you know? Um, but if he feels okay, seems dumb not to be like, Hey, send me to the fucking Titans or whatever for one well, last hurrah, well, it's, or send me it, to. Sure. Well, it's like last night though. I think Collinsworth said this and I agreed. Rarely do like when's the last time coming into a game. And I felt this way. They're 10 and a half point underdogs. Now they, they covered, they lost, they lost by 10, but when is the last time the Packers with Aaron Rodgers came into a game and you're like, I really don't give like, I didn't give him a chance really last night. Right. We gave him a chance to cover, but we didn't give him a chance to win. That's my point. Like yeah. when I, I couldn't tell you the last time I've said that or felt that with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. No matter the team. Like I'm always like, okay, it's, it's Aaron Rodgers. They have a chance to win. Yeah. But to me, that's how bad the team around him is. I agree. Year. So it's going to create another question I want to ask. You have three and five Packers, three and five Bucks, three and four Rams. Which, if any, make the playoffs? Uh, The the Bucks are in the easiest division. Well, somebody's in right now, correct? Some three and some four and four team is. The Giants are now the sixth seed because they lose a tiebreak. The first four seeds are the division winners. The five seed right now is Dallas because they have a tiebreak over the Giants for the one win. Those are the six and two, six and two teams. And now those teams are in. So there's a four and four team, correct? Who's seven? So so the the Rams are currently three and four, a nine seed. Bucks are three and five, a 10 seed. It goes nine, 10, 11. The 11 seed would be the Packers at three and five. Right. So who's it? My question is who's seven, eight? Oh, right now? Yeah. Because seven, seven, seven is a playoff team. Correct. The Niners are seven. And the Commanders are eight at four and four. Yeah. Well, that's tough sledding. Uh, the Bucks are only game out right now. They're only game yeah, out. I, mean, of their I, think, I, think, I think you're, I think that's the obvious answer is if any of those teams were going to make the playoffs, which one has the best chance? Obviously the one that has a chance to win their division. Now, I guess the Rams still have a chance to win their division. Um, For sure. The Rams are the, the, the Vikings are running away with the North. Vikings fans are going to hate to hear this. Vikings fans are going to hate to hear this. When they don't make a deep playoff run, which they won't because they're pretenders because they have Kirk Cousins. They should do everything to get Aaron Rodgers this offseason. Can you imagine him sliding over? I mean... I'll tell you what. I'll tell you the other team. That, you know, the, the, which would be Niners, crazy because the Niners called, should do everything. The Niners though. should do everything to get to get Aaron Rodgers today. Yeah, trade deadline tomorrow. The Niners should do everything to get Aaron Rodgers today. Well, I was texting. So my buddy was at the game. My buddy's a Niners guy. He went down from uh, from Northern California. I said, "You're at the game right now." I see all these reports on Twitter. What 
what's the base? What like you're in the stadium right now? What is the breakdown? He said it's about six. He said it's about sixty-five Niners fans percent in SoFi. SoFi. I don't know if you saw on Twitter, like everybody was posting pictures. I mean, that's crazy. Sixty-five percent against the Super Bowl champs. That's what I was just gonna say. They won the Super Bowl. Like, I think there's a combo of things here that happens. Um, you know, there's there's LA is such a transplant city. I think there's for there's, sure. A couple of things. I think Chargers games, you have the opportunity to buy tickets because there's not really Chargers fans. Like even you last year, you bought tickets just to sell them to guys coming to town for the Steelers, for the Patriots, whatever. I think that's one thing. I think the the Rams have a fan base and the Rams have good fans per se, like kind of um, like. I was surprised at the turnout when I went to the Rams Cardinals playoff game. It was like, it was a Ram fest, you know, now the Cardinals aren't like one of the most popular teams in sport or whatever, but it's a playoff game. It's not like, Oh, the game was empty because the Cardinals fans didn't draw and there's not enough Rams fans there. But I think when you have teams that come to town in a transplant city and you combine that with, LA fans just in general, not giving a shit and cons- so quickly being able to be like, man, fuck it. I'll go to the beach. I'm going to sell my tickets. That's when that happens. Niners, obviously huge fan base close. They can drive down. Um, you know, then you get like the Cowboys when they come to town or the Steelers or the giants or the, you know, Patriots or whoever. Well, my point my, my thing is, if you win the Super Bowl, right? And I know they've only been there six years. You win this, like, you can't perform any better to get a fan base, is all I'm saying. You, you can't do anything better to get a fan base. You won the Super Bowl. But my point is, I think they have a fan base. I think that fan base is just so quick to be like, eh, fuck it. I'll sell my tickets this weekend. Well, ultimately, he doesn't care. Who's he? The owner, Stan Kroenke, doesn't care well, because honestly, it's sold out. Uh, yeah, it's sold no out. No one, no one except the, the 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 team itself cares. Yeah, the fans don't care. The commissioner doesn't care. Kroenke doesn't care. It's sold out. L.A. as a whole doesn't care. You know what I mean? It's business. I saw the new rendering for the the Bills' new stadium, and and, and I find this interesting because. I just I think it's interesting that that ESPN would not. I'm reading the ESPN article on the new stadium. I'm sure you saw some of the renderings of the new building. I did stadium. not. Okay, so you know they, they posted it last week and it said something about well, you know, the concessions and all those things will be run by legends, and that's that's Jerry Jones Company. Right. And Jerry Jones Company also runs the, you know, all those things. It's SoFi, but I, I just found it interesting that they that they would omit that. Like I know this because I, I, this is what I do, you know, and I follow this stuff, but, but I just find it interesting. Like, I I think that should be public knowledge. People should know, oh, Jerry Jones, other company is doing all these new stadiums and handling the concessions and handling promotions and all the other things that legends does. I just find it interesting that like the common fan doesn't know that I think they should, my question is, why is ESPN not mentioning that? Why is it, oh, why are you mentioning who's you're mentioning the company name, but you're not mentioning 
who's behind that? Because exactly the reason that you want it mentioned because the NFL, like you, what you're trying to say is that they should be posting, Hey, you should know that there's like some collusion here between companies Correct. and teams and yes. owners. And now Jerry Jones has more power in ownership meetings than he yes. would. Otherwise. That's why ESPN, because ESPN are shills for the NFL. It's the reason ESPN exists anymore. For sure. So I think you knew that. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Oh, I just, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just find rhetorical, it rhetorical. Yeah. No, probably you still rhetorical. ask me for the answer. Well, I just, I just, I just want to, I, I just want to put it out there. I, I think the Rams to get back to football. I, I think them, you know, obviously Stafford just doesn't have the protection. Which is everything, which is all we've ever talked about on this. The, the, like that's, you know, you're like, look at the guys, look at Brady in the Giants Super Bowls, look at Mahomes in the Bucks Super Bowl, look at, on and on and on and on and on. It's always the thing. It's always the answer. Like great quarterbacks without protection uh, turn into mediocre quarterbacks. It's like, you know, it's the, it, it goes, it ties in with the not spending on receivers and not spending on running backs. It ties in with rookie contracts for quarterbacks. It ties with all that stuff. It's like having the money to spend in the places that you actually need it so that your great quarterback, your franchise quarterback, your whatever can thrive because here's the situation in the NFL right now. You look around I mean, Mahomes and Josh Allen are in a class of their own at the moment. Then there's great quarterbacks. And I'll say Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback and Tom Brady's a great quarterback. And I think Stafford's a great quarterback. And I think, you know, uh, I don't know off the top of my head, whoever else, but, those guys in situations, the, the disrespect to that guy in Cincinnati burrow. Sorry. Yeah. Burrow is obviously a great quarterback. Um, Herbert, I think is a great quarterback. Uh, I just was, I was just running out of, you know, off the top of my head. Um, you have to have, you have to protect those guys or else it doesn't really fucking matter. Like even the Mahomes and the Allens, that's part of the deal. Now I think that those guys are, are are like peak Rodgers right now where they can make up for some team deficiencies if they had them which they don't but it's still going to come to get you in the Super Bowl because right now you look around the league I mean even talk about the NFC I mean you have your four division leaders okay you have the Eagles who are obviously playing great football you have Minnesota who's playing great and their record is great but look at those two, look at those two quarterbacks. Are you going in, 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 in your playoff game against them? Are you fearing the Jalen Hurts, the Kirk Cousins? Then you go to your division leaders in the South are the Falcons. Your division leaders in the West are the Seahawks. Then you have the Giants and the Cowboys before you get down to a team that's been there before at seven in the Niners. Like you look at the NFC, you're like, there's in that whole list, in that whole list, who's your elite quarterback? Yeah, NFC is a crapshoot. In, in in the NFC, who's your elite quarterback that's currently in the playoffs? Who's a top ten quarterback who's in the playoffs? I want to say this about Jalen Hurts. He's he's winning me over. 
Like he he's here's the thing about Jalen Hurts. We we both agree we don't like the guy running. We don't like any quarterbacks running. He to me is making throws though, tough throws. If you watch these games, if you watch yesterday's game, he's making dime passes that I didn't think he could make. I've seen a vast improvement, like a meteoric improvement from last year. Because they're protecting him, because they stockpiled receivers, because it, that's it's the name of the game. Sure. He's on a rookie deal. All, sure. Suddenly, yeah. And you got to play up to the talent that you have around you. But again, come playoff time, the, you need. I want to see those complete teams with those elite quarterbacks. So right now, to me, the Bills and the Chiefs, if those teams meet in an AFC championship game, that's the Super Bowl. Yeah. Now anything can happen any given Sunday. We've seen Nick Foles win it, but it is crazy. It's crazy to if you really look at that, if you really want to break it down quarterback wise, going for the top four seats. Let's just do the top four seats. In what the NFC? In the NFC, you have Jalen Hurts. Kirk Cousins, Geno Smith, Marcus Mariota. That's insane. Those are your division leading quarterbacks right but now. Then, in the but NFC. then, and then, but again, there's two teams from the NFC East. The Giants and the the Cowboys have a better record than everybody, but the Eagles. Correct. And I have to give credit to Geno Smith as well. He's making plays too, and he's making throws. The Seahawks are five and three, man. Seahawks are leading the division after almost half a season. I mean, the Russell Wilson curse. I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's a curse. I don't know. Yeah. What does this have? What does this have to do with anything? We've talked a lot about curses on the show. What does this have to do with a curse? It's not, it's not a curse. It's like, the cur- the Russell Wilson curse was that Seattle had Russell Wilson. That's the Russell Wilson curse. They've they've broken the curse. I already liked Pete Carroll as a head coach, but he he he's even up a notch in my opinion after this year. Even if they, even if they falter and they don't make the playoffs, if he can get Seattle win, dude, their over under was like four and a half or some shit. If he gets if he gets the Seahawks to win nine games on this roster. All these backup running backs. This roster is like is like going to a junkyard, and you put everything like you take. But they're a, young, dude. That's what I'm saying. But you take parts from this car that, and parts that, from that, this that, car. That's not necessarily that's not necessarily junkyard. It's like that's good drafting. They do that's draft good, well. you know. They've always drafted well. You know, he upgraded at quarterback. I don't know if he upgraded. I'm still not willing to say that he upgraded. It's not, I mean, I mean, Geno Smith's career has been pretty mediocre good. when he wasn't with a really good coach within in a really good system. How's Russell Wilson's career when he's not in Seattle? Pretty much Geno Smith's career. They just swap careers. Freaky Friday. Geno Smith and Russell Wilson are freaky Friday. Is this like the is this the old uh is this the old Kirk Cameron and uh Dudley Moore movie? 
You remember that one? Yeah. It's just crazy. And I'll be honest, I find myself rooting for him. Well, I didn't find I didn't I wasn't rooting for him yesterday, but otherwise I root for him. Yeah, obviously. That was a tough game. I don't know why I took the Giants. It was one of those, like, I knew, well, obviously turnovers did you guys in on that, but it was one of those, like, that's a, such a tough place to play. Tough place to play. Weird, uh, weird start by the Giants not to, like, it seemed it seemed a little bit backwards to not get Saquon going right out of the gate. It seemed like they, they uh, thought, it seems like they outsmarted themselves. Oh, Seattle's going to think we're going to run the ball down their throat because Seattle's run defense isn't that good. So we'll come out and we'll do everything but run the ball, which I thought was dumb. It's like at some point you got to just nut up and be like, we're a team that can run it down your throat. They did it to close last week's game. Should have come right back and started with that again. Like the, the thing that it, you know, it's a tough place to play. And, but the giants were in that game basically until the, almost to the end until, you know, you get a couple of, you get two fumbles on, on punt returns. And the thing that makes me somewhat confident going into a bye week is that the defense plays great. Sure. The defense still plays great. Um, you know, at the end you get your back broken by a couple giving them the ball in your own territory um, but otherwise the defense looked great. The defense looked great to start the game. Um, you know, and just eventually it's like, oh man, they're leaving the field and then they're running back on the field. You know, we saw the Xavier McKinney thing where he did the grandpa Simpson took off his helmet and then put his helmet back on and came back out. Um, it, you know, after a big sack, it's like, it's tough, but what, what makes you feel good as a giants fan, again, going into a bye week is man, the defense shows up. Now you need to figure out some, you need to like get your offense to the point where I get it. You don't have receivers. I'm and, and there's a lot of talk about trading for a receiver, which I'm not, ne- I'm not necessarily sure they, they should do. Um, but you know, you've got to get, you got to get the guy some help on offense, or if you're not going to get the guy some help on offense, run Saquon to, to death. We think that's a move, right? That they're gonna just keep running him, but that that's kind of my point. Is like if if you're gonna stand pat and say, "Hey, this is you know this season is cream cheese," and if we make the playoffs, great, like that's a victory for us. We're not trying to win the Super Bowl this year. We're not going out and getting Jerry Judy at the trade deadline to try to make the Super Bowl this year. We have Daniel Jones. We're not sure how we feel about him. Blah 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 blah. That's fine, but then don't come out there and throw the ball all around to start the game, put the ball in Saquon's hands on the road, try to take their crowd out of it and just shove it down their throat, which is what, what was disappointing for me to start that game. It's like, yeah. they didn't get a first down for three drives. They also didn't give Saquon Barkley the ball for three drives. So you're like, okay, maybe these things go hand in hand. So I was just looking at Geno Smith's you know, career and he went through like years where he barely started, of course. And, and you can't forget, he started with the Jets. And it's like the Jets curse. And got punched in the face by a teammate. Forgot about that. And now we already see this with Zach Wilson. Like the Jets curse. I know he's young, but it's like. 
I just, it's one of those franchises where it's like, you, you, you have to have like that guy. And there were still question marks about Zach Wilson. Let's be honest. When he was drafted, like he's already falling right into that jets quarterback curse. Right. And we talk, and we talk about systems and where you go, like even, even Mark Sanchez, I was thinking about this because he was actually calling the game, right? Your, your, uh, your giant Seahawks game. I'm not saying he would have been a hall of famer, but you never know where Mark Sanchez's career goes. If you go somewhere else. Right. Right. Or, or any of these guys. I see. I think the, 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 the Jets are an interesting spot via Zach Wilson. And it's funny how it relates to Mark Sanchez right now, because they have a defensive coach. They're right. playing defense. They, you know, come out. I mean, they're like Gardner is like an elite corner already. You know, you're doing the things that you did similarly. Top five name, by the way. Yeah. Sauce. Um, great name. Great. Not only is it a top five name, you know, and obviously I follow his career because he went to the University of Cincinnati, but like, is there, I would argue since Deion Sanders, is there a better cornerback name? Prime time, which is obviously a nickname and obviously sauce, is a name, but like sauce Gardner, I would argue best nickname since Deion Sanders at cornerback. Okay. Um, it's very similar to the uh, blueprint that the Jets had when they won with Sanchez, when they made deep playoff runs with Sanchez, which is play defense. Now, the difference is, and this is kind of the, um, you know, the, the ultimate. I mean, obviously, the, the best quarterbacks are the ones that are in between these two. But you had Mark Sanchez, who was probably the guy wearing the wristband and leading the huddle since age five. Mark Sanchez looks like a fucking California quarterback, walks like one, talks like one, the whole thing. Like he was there. He goes to SC. He game manages great teams. You know, he goes to the Jets. They have a defense. It's just don't turn the ball over, run the ball, blah, blah, blah. And then obviously when that defense falls off and Rex leaves and whatever, people suddenly want Mark Sanchez thrown into the Hudson River. Flip side, in the history of BYU, Steve Young is the only quarterback who's been successful. Meanwhile, dozens of them have put up stats. This The whack or wherever the fuck they play. Oh, Ty know. Detmer. Yeah. I mean, just numerous guys hucking the ball around at BYU. And then you get this guy, oh, look at him and th throws on the run and blah, 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 and this and that. And, and we're, we're in a situation where he plays a couple mediocre games and they win. And then you get to the Patriots and literally they probably win if he plays a mediocre game. Essentially, Mark Sanchez, they want Mark Sanchez right now. And instead, they have a guy who likes to huck it around and make mistakes. And obviously, it's your it's one or the other when your team is shit and you you know uh, matt stafford obviously i think is a way better quarterback than zach wilson but look at matt stafford on the lions all those years you know he's throwing you back into games at the end because they're bad that's what zach wilson could do with the jets if the jets were just the normal jets but right now they have a defensive coach 
they're playing defense. You need a Mark Sanchez type. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you saw who said it. Was it was it Elijah Moore? What do you say? Did, no, who was it? Who was the Jets receiver? And they asked about who was Yeah, I think it was Elijah Moore. Was it Elijah Moore? Yeah, but what did he say? I don't remember. I saw the, I saw Twitter do the thing. He just said, I don't, I don't get the ball. Like, like his reaction was, uh, let me see if I can pull this up. No, I don't want this. Hold on. I'll pull it up. But uh, yeah, he's, he's basically saying, he was asked about chemistry. And his reaction was like, there, there is no chemistry because he, because he didn't get the ball. Like, like Zach Wilson's not throwing him the ball. And it, it was just it, even his facial expression and just the reaction was so like, to me, I see that as an outsider and say, well, well this is not good for the locker room. I'll, I'll play it. I got it right here. How do you describe your chemistry with Zach on the field? Probably, I can't. I don't even know. I couldn't even tell you. I don't get the ball. I don't know. Like he's laughing. Right. I know. I know that's right. quiet. Like right. he's, he's like, I don't know. I, I don't get the ball. Yeah. And there is no chemistry. I just think in that market, New York, and in the big markets, like, dude, you got to mature quickly, man. And, and and I almost think you know. Your leash is so much shorter than if you played in, in Cincinnati or Cleveland. But it's again, it's it's look at the Giants and what they're getting from Daniel Jones right now as compared to what they got from him for all those years pre-Dable. And look at what the Jets are getting from Zach Wilson. I mean, all the turnovers, all the turnovers, all the turnovers, 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 turnovers. Now the Giants play defense. That he had that horrible he had one of the worst interceptions i've ever seen in my entire life of watching football in the tennessee game week one almost cost him the game dable screaming him out on the sideline what the fuck are you doing and now he's protecting the ball and you get zach wilson on a very similar team play defense run the ball obviously they had a an offensive rookie of the year candidate who goes down with injury. That's tough, but you're running the ball. You're playing defense. And every time Bill Belichick comes to town, the over under on interceptions is six. What the fuck are you doing? You can't turn the ball over. Yeah. Well, you just like, like we always say you in the modern NFL, this isn't the mid nineties. This isn't the Brett Favre era. This isn't the start of Pete Manning's career. You cannot turn the ball over. End of story. End of story. You definitely can't. You definitely can't turn it over three times. No. And to segue to what's happening in New Orleans, that's exactly why they went with Andy Dalton. It's that simple, guys. Andy Dalton is not going to have the flashy throws. He's just not. But if you have a game like yesterday where your defense shows up and Andy Dalton's stat line, 22 of 30, two touchdowns, Zero interceptions, zero sacks. That's what they want, right? Sprinkle in some Taysom Hill stuff. Like, 
if they can, and I'm not saying they're going to get that because Andy Dalton had a terrible game the week before, but the point, right, is, but Andy Dalton also had the, the week before Andy Dalton had what four touchdowns and three picks or three correct. touchdowns and four picks, four touchdowns, three picks, two of them like questionable. Sure. But and that's yeah, the, those two and two of those questionable ones go for pick sixes or yeah. one of them. The, the one, one bad of them. one also went for pick six, one questionable one for went for pick six and one questionable one just was picked. But but that's my point. The point is that's why guys, it, it's that simple. That's why they're not going with Jameis Winston. And then you know, there's lunatics on the internet who are like, oh, the run game, the run game. Oh, now they have a dominant. Suddenly, magically, literally, like these are words that somebody will use. Magically, when they find a dominant run game. But here's the the thing in the NFL: the Saints didn't find a dominant run game. Other teams just don't stack the box because they're not afraid of your fucking loose cannon psycho quarterback who will throw balls to the other team all the time. Yeah. So now the little throws, the short underneath, the crossings, the, all those things, it's harder to play defense when you don't know what the team's going to throw at you. When you know the team's going to throw at you, like go back and do weird fucking hips shit on your heels and then huck it. When you, when you can, it, it, it doesn't even matter what style of play you do. If the other team knows what style of play you're going to do, they can do all kinds of things to combat it. And the saints are straight up more dynamic. And, and that, and that is a word that you would think you would use in reference to James, but they are more dynamic because they can do different things. Yeah. They're more Andy versatile. Dalton. They're more versatile. Yeah. Obviously, I've been Andy Dalton's number one critic forever. Well, Andy Dalton's not good. Well, when it comes to here's the thing about Andy Dalton, when it comes to playoffs, you don't want him. When it comes to prime time, you don't want him. But we've 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 seen him. We've seen Andy Dalton. When you give him a surrounding cast, he Andy will Dalton's take, a good NFL quarterback. He's been doing it for a long time. That's the thing. He he'll take, it's like he'll take you to the playoffs. He he'll win. He'll win ten games. But come playoff time, he's going to disappear. If he has to make that final drive, good luck. And, and that is that is the the whole discussion down there. It's like Jameis, and obviously there's 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 the the, the pro Jameis camp outside of that lunatic who wrote a book. There's enough of them out there that just they don't understand football. It's it's correct. It's it's pure lunacy. He led the league in passing, which has never one time ever, ever in the history of football in the Super Bowl era meant that you win the championship. Guess guess who's leading the league in passing yards right now? Who? Tom Brady. So there is a prime example of that. They're three and five. Have I been engaging with Jameis one of one on our DMs and Twitter. Did I finally crack? Feels good, doesn't it? The one-two combo. You get, little, you get a little joy in it. Oh, a hundred percent joy. The one-two combo that you and I had yesterday. It was. It was. It was Iceman and Maverick. <laughs> Where like you were, you were Maverick, 
And I was just doing, I, I probably stayed on him too long. You're like, I'm here. I got the shot ice. I need you off. I'm like, I text you. I text you. Ten more seconds, math. Ten more seconds. I, I had him line up here. Like, I'm, and then finally, I'm out. I'm in. Luckily, you didn't get caught in my jet wash. Then Nick well, D'Alessandro didn't hit the canopy and die out at sea. But, well, yeah, I, I just, it's like, uh, bro. It's like a case study in somebody who's mentally ill. It's just fascinating to me that he's now denying that we know who he is. Well, like, there's a, there's there's layers to this whole thing. Yeah, that's I think you know, well, a psychologist. Well, well, yeah, this is this is above my pay grade. I, I think we'll, we'll expose everything. I'm gonna reach out to our uh, anonymous dirtball who exposed it, and hopefully we can set up him coming on the show Thursday to kind of explain how this all came to fruition. And we, and you and I can go into more as far as these DMS that we're having back and forth with Ethan, who is a, uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't, I don't know what level of disorder you would call this. It's wild to me though, but I agree with you. Highly entertaining. Yeah. Just thoroughly entertaining, Joseph. <sighs> the, the condescending references to you as Joseph. It's just. And I'm like, you're you're messaging Andy right now. <laughs> but but that's what that's my point. Exactly. Like he doesn't understand there's multiple people on this show. Also, multiple people have access to our Twitter. It's not just us. Like, dude, it's a show. People who have been involved with the show have access to our Twitter. Yeah. You're a crazy person. Anyway, I I was watching the, the Cowboys game yesterday. And I think, you know, obviously this is no, this is not like a, a big take. You know, this is this Zeke, that that baton's passed, man. This is Tony Pollard, like the moves he was making, the youth, the agility. I believe he gets paid under a million dollars a year. I believe Zeke gets 20. Now, when Zeke comes back, it's a nice little combo that you can have. But he was already, he was, I mean, they, we've been saying this for uh, two years now. Yeah. His deal is four year, 3.187 mil, under a mil a year. Look at that. Yeah. Justin Fields was showing some life the last two games. Yeah. It's, it's, it was, I, I liked, you know, I picked the, the Bears to cover in that game and I liked it because he was, he was showing me a little something. They actually put points on the board, but God, for the Cowboys to just drop a 50 burger on them. Well, I think they finally, we talk about identity. They finally decided, hey, we're just going to run the ball. Like our identity is we're going to run the ball. Our, we got to get, I know we've we've lined up for our troll hunter for next episode. We got to get Tug Coker out. We gotta, Tug Coker and I might have to do a, a break-off episode, the Paper Tiger Report, where we only talk Giants, Cowboys, the six and two Giants and Cowboys. The Paper Tiger Report. The pay, was uh, the uh, you, you do that, and I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna 
I'm going to break off with, with one of our, I'm going to break off with somebody from the lions Reddit called the, the lonely lions report. Yeah. Where we discuss By the, way, how- the lions have the worst record in all of football. It's fascinating. How many two touchdown leads are they going to blow? Which again, how many times am I going to say this? That is coaching. When you blow leads, that is coaching. A hundred percent. My fa- I think my favorite take from the whole, I forget who it was. I forget which one of the dirt balls, but my favorite take, I think was, we're not sure what we have in a coach. We're not sure what we have in our quarterback. So this is a season. And it's like, well, what the fuck do you have then? You know, the team colors. What the fuck are we talking about? Oh, we got some breaking news for the Giants. Oh, boy. They have fired the DB coach. (laughs) Really? Yeah. It's interesting. It's a weird move. So uh, not the head coach. The DB coach. Not the head coach of what? The football team? Why would they fire the head coach? Every time you go to Lions Reddit, there's somebody who really makes me laugh. Oh, you said the Lions. You meant the Lions. Yeah. I think you said Giants. I was like, why would we fire the DB? Oh, did I say Giants? I think you did. Either that or my brain is just fucking in panic mode. It's 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 a meme of a lion jumping into... To Fire. water with, with a rainbow in the background, just as I want to die. Somebody posted every week they lose. The Lions, right? Is is comical. This team is cursed, dude. No, this this franchise. They did announce yesterday. Barry Sanders is getting a statue outside the stadium. That's nice of them. Will he show up? <laughs> he was there yesterday for the announcement. I think. Yeah. It's just him running away from this. Like they have to have him running away from the stadium. Better Detroit Lions coach. This is a this is legit. Better Detroit Lions head coach. Dan Campbell or Eminem. Mm-hmm. I feel like Eminem inspires them more. I mean, grit rhymes with shit, rhymes with hit, rhymes with mitt. You know what I mean? Like so much you can do with grit. Yeah. Or or let me pose this. Would they play better? We all know like the eight mile soundtrack, the movie, like you get hurt, man. Right? You hear those songs, you just want to run through a brick wall. Would the team play better for a full game if they had Dan Campbell as the coach or they just had eight mile soundtrack on loop? That that was just what J- Jared Goff hears in his ear. Is just lose yourself, no play calls. That's what I'm saying. Dun, like, dun, dun, dun. Just in his ear, that's it. Just think, lose yourself. I think they'd actually play, they'd somehow play worse only because I think what we know about Jared Goff is that right up until the headset goes off, a coach has to be telling him what he's doing. He's like, and breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out. You're going to need to get a snap at some point. I would take a snap. And Jared Goff's like, which way is the sunrise? He's like, we've been over this. Well, guess what, Detroit? Good news is that you got the upcoming Thanksgiving game that we all get to take part in your misery. I won't be taking part in it. No, but you know what I will be doing? You know why I won't be taking part in it, Andy? Why? I'll be busy. 
I'll be I'll be on a flight to Dallas when the Detroit game is on because I will be in Plano, Texas for that weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday at House of Comedy in Plano. Two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, one Sunday. But I'll be arriving Thanksgiving morning and going straight to the Jerry Dome, a.k.a. Legends Field for Giants, my Giants at Cowboys. They came to New York on a Monday night. I was there. It was the first loss of the Giants season. It's where beer gate happened. Hashtag beer gate. And uh, now I'm going to go to Dallas and try to get revenge, steal one in their stadium. Maybe Daniel Jones can sign the wall like Eli Manning did when they opened that stadium. I know where I'll be signing the wall in the green room in Plano house of comedy, Texas, get your Texas ticks. Now I believe they're house of comedy TX on all social media. If you're in the greater Dallas area, which I guess is all of Texas and parts of Oklahoma, uh, you should come to the show. Well, that's great. You know what I will be doing? What will you be doing, Andy? I will be enjoying some butcher box turkey in the friendly confines of my home in Cincinnati, Ohio. Hell yeah. See how I did that? Yep. This is a little one-two combo. Not only did I see how you did it, I saw you about to do it and I cut you off. (laughs) (laughs) You hijacked it. Not only did I see you do it, I saw, I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. Guys, I know it sounds crazy, but Thanksgiving is just three and a half weeks away. So take all the guesswork out of figuring out what you're going to do and just have ButcherBox send you some of that high quality meat and seafood that you can trust. No antibiotics, no added hormones. It's the best thing about that high quality food from ButcherBox. Free shipping for the continental U.S. and no surprise fees. I just made some delicious ground beef burgers over the weekend. Had a little grill out courtesy of my friends at ButcherBox. And it's the best because I don't have to leave my house. They just send it right to the front door. Thaw out that meat, grill it. Tasted amazing. So the main course for Thanksgiving dinner can be some can sometimes be a main sort. Okay, let's try the end of this read again. The main course for Thanksgiving dinner can sometimes be a main source of stress. Not anymore. Uh-uh. Butcher Box is offering our listeners free turkey. Wow, that's a capital F-R-E-E. Free turkey with their first order. So sign up today at butcherbox.com forward slash dirty and use code dirty to get 10 to 14 to get a 10 to 14 pound turkey free in your first box that's butcherbox.com forward slash dirty and use code dirty to claim this deal all right i think we pretty much covered what i wanted to, to discuss through through this nfl season at this juncture big, big game here tonight and you know Big game, big game for the uh, the Battle of Ohio, especially with Jamar Chase being out. You still feel I need, com- it. I need it. I can't go down two. Can't go down two on the week. Got to got to pull even. Got to hold even because you know, you, this you, week. You know, you know, you t- yeah, that's the thing, Joe. You you thought I would start melting. Well, no, I didn't. I didn't think you'd start melting this week. We know you have the melt in you. Also, I've actually finally we're we're now deep enough into the season 
where I was able to put everything through my supercomputer this weekend. And I actually now, this is the way it always goes, Andy. We've done this before. It's all, it just has to get to the point where I have figure out a strategy and I now have a strategy going forward. We have a strategy against me. Just, uh, just in general for picking games. And then, so I'm going to, I'm going to start implementing my strategy this Thursday. And I'm going to hope that you just, you know, do the Andy Ruth or Andy Dalton where it just start, you, you start melting as the pressure increases. So that's the difference between us. There's no strategy for me. I just go with the gut. Well, I know, but in the, in the NFL, I feel like you got to watch these trends. Like I'll, I'll tell you what, the, uh, to this point in the year, I mean, we've had, we've had, it's been a very interesting season. I mean, I can't imagine how many games I've lost, like going with Tampa Bay, going with green Bay, going with team, these teams that don't have it. Um, but I now have finally separated myself from the teams, the players, whatever. And I'm now I've gone into, you know, Zach Galifianakis and the hangover playing blackjack. I've seen the trends. Oh, okay. I see the, I see the, see the way I see what Vegas is doing to us now. All right. Well, let, let's put those to work right now on prize picks. I just okay. pulled up prize pick app. Third balls. If you haven't downloaded prize picks, once again, all first time users that deposit and use promo code dirty will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So download prize picks today and play daily fantasy sports with us. Make sure you use promo code dirty when you sign up. Okay. I'm on prize picks Monday night football. Mm -hmm. Joe Burr. 265 and a half passing yards. Will he throw more or less? No Jamar Chase. I'm going to go less. You think he throws less? Yes. All right. Your boy, Jacoby Briscoli. Birth name, Jacoby Brissett. More or less, 270. Oh, less. Hard less. In fact, I didn't even have go, to finish it. You, you said yeah. yes. Well, less. you started with two, unless unless the rest of the sentence was two yards. <laughs> I'm going less than one ninety for Briscoli, one eighty five, one seventy eight, somewhere in that one seventy five to one ninety five for Briscoli. Burrow is going to be a little dicier with the the uh, the less than. In fact, I might, if I'm prize picking, which I'm going to, I'm going to put my prize pick in after we get off the air and I'll send it to you so you can post it on our social media, Andy. But I think I might avoid the Joe Burrow more than less than. But Briscoli, hard less. And then maybe I dig into some of the other, you know, the running back receivers. Maybe we go a more than for a, a T Higgins since we got Jamar Chase out. He's at 74 and a half receiving yeah. yards. Yeah. So 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 here here's a hot one that most people won't know unless they follow the Bengals. Hayden Hurst, who's been a nice little security blanket for Joe Burrow, three hundred three thirty-eight and a half receiving yards. I'm gonna go more. I, I, like I think that, I think that's an easy more. Do you guys want to make a make a few bucks? So check that out over at Prize Picks. Yeah, I will not be. Uh, I'm not in the mood to give out candy, though, to be honest. You know, the game's coming on, and it's like, can, can I be honest? Like, this is where this is where I'm at in my life. So I, I I put some grass seed down. There were some really bare areas in the front yard, and it's grown well, and I've, I'm proud of it. 
the kids, I like, just can't have them running through the fucking yard. So like, like I know you, I know, I know you think it's hilarious. Like I'm like, it was so bad. And I'm like, I'm so proud. It's been growing all month. So I'm going to sit outside. Why don't you just like put up some police tape or whatever? Police line do not cross. That's what I said. That's what my neighbor, she goes, I did that last year. It was smart. Cause she saw me. She goes, yeah, we were worried too. And my girlfriend was like, don't do that. Don't be that guy. I'm like, why not? It, it's just two small patches. Yeah. So just, I was th- just, just block off those patches. Yeah. I was thinking about just sitting in the garage. Although I might look like a lunatic. Yeah. That seems great. Like, I mean, with the candy, your, your girlfriend, like she can't think it's better for you to sit in the garage. than it would be just like put up two small patches. Like, don't you have like some, some like lawn chairs or something like that? You don't even need to like tape it off. Can you just block it with like some lawn chairs, put some stuff just in the way so they don't walk on it? Yeah, it's just two hours. Also, what kind of candy are we giving out, Andy? Good question. Oh my god, I need to know. You already have them? You haven't gone and bought candy yet? No, I'm saying good question. Oh, come on. I know I made a I made I did the opposite, made a huge rookie move. Bought it about four weeks in advance. Ate the shit out of it. So Costco, they they do they do 15 different candies, 10 each. Or no, it's 10 candies, 15 each. So let's see if I can remember them. Now, are these full bars? No, the minis. Minis. So it was Twix, Reese's, regular M&M's, peanut m and Reese's, Andy. Reese's. Yeah, Reese's. Uh, Some Midwest shit right there. Reese's Pieces. 100 grand. Fire you into the sun. Snickers, Milky Way. And what were the two crappy ones nobody cares about? Almond Joy. Love Amma Joy. Send them to me. Send them like, to me if you have leftovers. Tons. And uh, I'm that kid. I'm that kid with that wants the purple drink. I show up. You're like, sorry, all we got left is Amma Joy. I'm like, put it in my gullet. So put it in my backpack. Right. So so there was ten, and I probably didn't name all ten, but there's ten mini candies, fifteen each, 150 pieces. Uh, my lady and I went to Pound Town, just crushed them, fucked, just, and then ate the candy. Just well. <laughs> <laughs> pound down. We went to pound town on that candy. Yes. Lots of lots of sex with the candy. No, we 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 crushed it. Like the only thing left, no lie, the only thing left are the York peppermint patties and the almond joy, which have your name all over it. So that's what you've got for these kids? T- 20 small, no. 20, 10 fun size almond joys to 10 fun so size York pepper patties. I went back to Costco a couple weeks ago, bought the same 150 piece bag. Okay. Hit it. She's like, you got to hide this. I quote unquote hit it, which was me just putting it. There's a, there's a room in the basement uh, where I, I put it. And then I realized somebody's like, dude, we get a lot of trick or treaters. And I was like, oh, I don't want that guy who just gives that one piece. So I went back to Costco last uh, on Friday and got like, cause not, and then I started thinking, well, not all kids eat chocolate. Like I got a niece who doesn't like chocolate. I yeah, was like, I'm some Skittles, offering- some Starburst. What yes. do we got? Rock so we got that's what I got. I got the assortment bag, which has like the Skittles, the Starburst, the airheads, all that stuff. And she informed me today before work that the minute little sneaky little girl, the minute that I went to pick up something for her today, she decided to look for the candy. And she might have, I was like, what? I was like, it's, it's today's Halloween. Like you waited till now. Like you, you were diving into some things. Like also, don't you work at a pharmacy? Get the candy when you get to work. What are you doing? I know. I know. Where's exactly. your work at this CVS Walgreens. It's like, yeah. Oh yeah. Like, what are you doing? 
So which, which Walgreens? What's the address? She works in the hood, by the way. All right. But, I mean, you've narrowed it down to Dirt Balls. Dirt Balls now, what areas of Cincinnati are the hood? Where the, and by the way, you didn't have to tell us she worked in the hood. I don't know if you know anything about Walgreens, but that's where they're located. <laughs> There's not a Walgreens in Beverly Hills. Greenwich, Connecticut doesn't have a Walgreens. They got robbed. She got robbed a couple of months. Remember ago. the Walgreens on the corner of uh, Venice and Lincoln, oh, uh, that, Washington and Lincoln. That was sus Walgreens. There's a the guy who the security guard in that Walgreens has two AK 47s. It's, it's like <laughs> he he's like a security guard at like the fucking Tel Aviv airport. He's got grenades <laughs> on his belt. Yeah, I never understood that location. He wears if Kevlar. You, the guy in you, that Walgreens wears Kevlar. If you just drove up the street. There's a there's a lovely CVS in Marina Del Rey. I never understood that. I remember somebody sometimes was like, just go to the Walgreens. I was like, the Walgreens by me. No. Have, you know how you know how in some uh in in pharmacies, some things are under lock and key. And that Walgreens, everything. Your toilet paper is under lock and key. <laughs> you need a manager to access everything. Yeah, hers got robbed a few months ago. Yeah. Robbed Google's Walgreens, Cincinnati robbed. I don't know if it made the news, but yeah. Um, third so, ball you're, so you're saying security there is not good. <laughs> <laughs> I better just shut my I mouth did, right I now. Did, I need that Burke sense. <laughs> but by the oh. way, per, you're, you guys are the perfect family to be slipping fentanyl in the Snickers. You have access to fentanyl and you have a Costco membership. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that's true. I love this. It's my favorite, like, like urban legend. Who's got, by the way, who's got edibles? They're like, watch out. You know, people are giving motherfucker. If I have edibles, I'm eating them. Wait, is, is that an urban legend that they'd be slipping at the kids? Yeah. Oh, there's gonna be fentanyl in the candy. There's gonna be edibles in the candy. There's gonna be remember the razor blades in the candy? Like oh, who's yeah. this guy buying old timey razor blades and then sliding them into candies? Oh, can't wait for a kid to swallow a razor blade. You ever meet anybody that ever fucking was like, Oh, my brother Timmy swallowed a razor blade in a fun size Snickers when he was a kid. Well, I had the idea, and this and this is this is where I'm a lunatic of they, you know, the, the full size bars at Costco yeah. for cheap. And I was like, part of me wants to buy them and like put them out and say, please take one and be like watching the kids in the ring cam when they didn't just like pop out. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Take one. <laughs> You're dressed up. They just banned me. They, they kick me out. I think what you should do is. You should get some full-size candy bars. And when multiple kids come to the door at once, you just come out with the big one. You're like, all right. Like, remember the scene in the Joker where he snaps the pool cue or in the in Dark Knight where he snaps the pool? You just come out and you're like, all right, you guys can each grab one fun size. Then there's this full size. I'm going to throw it on the lawn, winner take all, and just let kids beat the shit out of each other for a full size, you know. Not Kit my Kat. lawn. I'm trying to grow that grass again, remember? I can't, I can't be having a Royal Rumble when I'm trying to grow that grass. I mean, I already yelled at Roscoe the other day. I was like, yo, I go, what are you doing, man? Like trying to run across my grass the other day. But Roscoe's never had a backyard and he is obsessed. Just cars back and forth of a back street. Just like he thinks he's going to get running them. the fence line. I mean, running the fence line. Yeah. Nonstop. And I'm like, I hope to God, you know, 
There's never a hole in that fence because this will not end well. But just, just hightailing it. Maybe he's looking for that mailman. Who wants revenge? I feel like you could a motherfucker who maced me. I feel like that's a horror movie we could. Maybe he's just training. Maybe he's just doing the Rocky running through Philadelphia. (laughs) Just getting his cardio up. (laughs) Why am I picturing those little gloves on his little balls? (laughs) Yeah. Or in Rocky Four, where he's running with the fucking like lumber on his back. You just run out there and lo- he's got sticks. So he's loaded up on his shoulders. <laughs> Did you ever dress Vince up for Halloween? No, no, but Vince had a couple. Vince got, had a couple Christmas sweaters. Vince had a Giants jersey. Yeah, he had a Giants jersey. Did he hate it? No, he didn't mind it. He didn't mind it. No. Christmas sweaters. He didn't mind that either. But no, he never had, he never, I don't think he ever had a Halloween costume. Yeah. So I, I don't think I'm going to do that. I was told Vin, that Vince was a walking Halloween costume. He, he was, he was a prop. He just needed a Dorothy, you know? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, Vince, Vince was, he could have gone as the, uh, the, uh, what's the subway rat? Cause he loved pizza. Yeah, pizza rat. <laughs> <laughs> Should have given Vince a rat that made him pizza rat one year. Let him walk around Venice. Oh, man. Have you been watching the World Series? Yeah. How's it going? (laughs) (laughs) You have not been watching the World Series at all? No, I didn't watch either game, man. I mean, huge comeback from the... uh, from the Phillies in game one. Uh, Largest comeback, I believe, in Philly's playoff history, second largest comeback in National League uh, World Series history, since largest comeback since I believe the 50 something Dodgers. Um, huge comeback. And then, of course, Astros come back and uh, win game two. But um, I think it's going to be a good series, but I don't think it's going to be a great series. I think, I think Houston, I think that was like a nice game one win. But I think I think Houston is just too good. They're too deep. Um, Are they cheating again? What's going on with this video in the picture? What do you mean? What happened? You can see where he's rubbing some stuff. This is how little I've been paying attention. Oh yeah, I mean this is this is the thing now. Everybody rubbing some part of their body. Start a game two for them. Uh, Alvarez, whatever his name is, the one guy. It? It was that video. He, of him. Pit, he pitched insanely well. That's what I'm saying. He, he pitched a hell of a game, and there's the video of him, you know, rubbing his wrist and then rubbing the ball and then rubbing his wrists. But, but again, I just, I don't know, like, anymore. I don't know what constitutes Alves. cheating. Sorry, not Alvarez. Um, the thing with the, the Astros... Their bullpen. I mean, this this bullpen's been insane. It, going into game one, I think they said uh, 0. 0.82 ERA in the playoffs. It's like it's 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 right around there. I mean, this the bullpen's been nuts. And when you can extend games or shorten games, I should say, by like you know you have your stars going, and then you just bring in a dominant bullpen. It's gonna be t- they're gonna be tough to beat. 
because the Phillies, they, they get that game. Uh, they get up six, five, your boy Castellanos with a huge catch, save the game. They get up six, five, and then they almost blow it with some wild pitches and some walks and whatever. Whereas like, I just feel like if the Astros, you know, the Phillies had this comeback, but I don't see them getting to the Phillies or the Astros bullpen a ton uh, through this series. And you already had, you know, Nola and uh, Wheeler go. Yeah. I think, I think uh... tonight, Cindergard, it's like, love the dude. Hope he dies like a dog. Well, this is obviously very, you know, every series game three is pretty pivotal. Houston minus 135 on the road in game three. Wow. Big night. Halloween, Monday Night Football, World Series. Halloween, Monday Night Football, World Series. I'm going to be rolling around with Eddie Ift tonight, I think. I texted your old your old podcast co-host. He never responded. <laughs> Who, Lachlan Patterson? I wonder if he somehow doesn't have my number now. I was like, hey, man, you're coming to town in a few weeks. I plan on going to your show with uh, some friends and family. Nothing. Nothing. Not a response yesterday. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe he just doesn't have your number. Maybe be like, it's Andy Ruther, by the way. I'm but in he, Cincinnati. But he did have my number. Yeah, he did, but... I don't know anybody who changes phones and plans and whatever more than uh, not, but like the, the guy, the guy's gone back with the guy, the only person in the world I know who hasn't decided if he prefers iPhones or Androids. I mean, he, he, he must've gone back and forth 12 times at this point. I've never seen anything like it. Does he have the same number? Yeah. Same okay. number. But you would think if somebody said, Hey, I plan on going to your show when you're in Cincinnati. Yeah. You what did think, you say oh. in Cincinnati? Or you're coming to town in a couple of weeks. Maybe he doesn't know. You know. Hey, stranger. It's been a while. Hope all is well. I see you're coming to Cincinnati next month. I'll be there with some friends and family. Hopefully we can catch up after the show. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> just just straight up iced me. Some 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 kooks for life. Some kook had needs to uh Pull, no, this gonna, clip, pull this clip and yeah. tag tag Lachlan in it on social media. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm just going to be like, I'll just text him that, hey, man, it's, it's a truth or, you know, I, pro- I mean, I probably haven't talked to him since, you know, since I left L.A. Yeah. Do you want to you want to hear from the Dirtball fam? Of course I do. Let's see what we got here. We've had some calls sitting in the old queue. 310-359-8365. That is our hotline, and uh, we'll start, we'll start. oh wow! Speaking of, we call on right now. Um, okay, we'll start off with uh, a rant, a rant from our uh, our Arizona dirtball Tyler, who's related to Randy Ruther. Hey boys, uh, Crazy Eyes Sam Bradford. No, that's the other. That's Crazy Eyes Sam Bradford. Did we? Hold on, we played that one last episode. Sorry. All right, here it is. 
Joe and Andy. It is Tyler from Arizona, Randy Ruther's cousin here. And you know what? I've noticed something. Five or six years ago, Patriots and Packers fans, they just ran rampant through Arizona, where I'm from. For some reason, nobody in Arizona is a Cardinals fan, a Suns fan, a D-backs fan, a Coyotes fan. All these people want to be fans of teams from somewhere else. And you know what? The two biggest culprits were the Packers and the Patriots. Everywhere you look, we had somebody wearing their gear. On social media, everybody's a fan. And you know what? I bet none of those so-called Packer fans can find Wisconsin on a map. And all those idiot Patriots fans probably thought New England, New England was in Europe. But you know what? Where are these people now? Did COVID take them out? They get abducted by aliens? Fuck these bandwagoners, man. Don't cheer for teams you have literally zero connection to. I fucking hate that shit. We have a problem here in Arizona. And it makes me sad, honestly, that nobody cheers for hometown teams. But it's fucking hilarious to see those bandwagoners quiet now. I haven't seen a Patriots fan in real life in months. And you know what? I saw a couple Packers fans before the season start, but they've gone fucking missing. You know what? Condoms aren't for the bandwagon Patriots and Packers fans because those inbred fucks are banging their cousins raw. Go Cardinals. Shots fired. He went like the the Washington and Lincoln security guard. He's he's just fucking brought out the AK and the grenades. I'll say something. It's a transient city. That's why. Yes. But I'm going to. I'm going to weigh in on something here. You got to pick a fucking lane. If you're, if your dad's from fucking Boston and you move, you you know, if your family moves to Phoenix or whatever, you don't get to be like, Oh, I'm a Suns fan and a Patriots fan and a Red Sox fan. No, you're going to fucking, your dad's from Boston, be a Celtics fan and a fucking Red Sox fan and a Patriots fan. Or, you moved that you're you've been there since you were a kid. Be a fucking Suns fan and a Cardinals fan and a D backs fan. You know, I have friends who did this, and like I'll shout out. I mean, you know, our buddy Dan, Dan here, Philly guy, roots for the Phillies, roots for the Eagles, roots for the Dallas Mavericks because he went to school in Texas and they were good when Dirk was there. No, you have to be a Sixers fan, dude. Like, I, I get it. I, I understand how that happens. Oh, you're you're in Phoenix now and the Suns are good and they made it to the finals and you love going to the games and whatever, but you're going to randomly claim the Patriots because the Cardinals haven't been to the Super Bowl and be, and the Red Sox to the Diamondbacks are typically shit. No, pick a fucking lane. Well, yeah, again, I just, I think that city, it's such a transplant city. So be a fan of all the teams. Then. Yeah. Be a fan of all the teams where you're from. Listen, I live in Los Angeles. I'm a fan of all the New York teams, all of them. Yeah, but New, but New Yorkers have that loyalty. Well, but listen, but like they're better they, with loyalty. A, a friend of the show, former guest of the show, Nate Craig's here. He roots for the Bucks and the Packers and the Brewers. He's not like also I'm a Kings fan. No. Now, if you're let, let's say you moved to. Uh, Arizona from Pittsburgh. Yeah, you could be a Pirates fan and a Steelers fan and a Suns fan. Right? Because you don't have a basketball team. But otherwise, yeah. pick a fucking lane. 
Well, I mean, we see that. It's just like nobody's going to those games. Like like now where they're like middle of the road kind of team. If I have kids and I'm in Los Angeles, right? Let's say that happens one day. Some sort of miracle happens. I I I raise children. There'll be Mets, Giants, Knicks fans. Yeah. That's just the way it'll be. What would my kids be, Joe? Uh, I I assume Chargers, Rams, Bengals (laughs) fans for football. No Seahawks. No Seahawks. You're you're a Broncos fan now. No Patriots, Bucks, Seahawks. Yeah. You're gonna be raising. You're gonna be raising. You should name. I I don't know what your kids will be, but I know that you should name your first son Tug so that he can have forty allegiances. You see, he did the Broncos country. Let's ride. Who? Russell Wilson. I did not do that. What in the post game? Yeah, and 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 dude, the employee, the the uh, reporter—that's the word. She literally rolled her eyes and walked away. Like that was all caught on footage. The reporter from ESPN—I forget her name—just was yeah. like, "Dude, are we imagine, doing this?" Imagine a lady reporter rolling her eyes at you at this point. <laughs> like. Yeah, man. This, I mean, what are you doing? Okay. NFL question. Joe, Andy, Nick from Iowa. As if I wasn't already in pain enough from watching my Broncos lose on Monday Night Football. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman had to put a dagger through my heart and notify me that the general manager for the Broncos is a retread from the Vikings. As if the Vikings ever achieved anything. My question for you guys is who do you guys believe is the best GM in the league right now? I think for me, it's probably John Lynch with the Niners or the Los Angeles Rams GM. I think those guys do as much as they can with the salary cap. Curious what your guys' thoughts are, and maybe if there's any sleeper GMs out there that are doing a lot more with their teams than the talent or the uh, market really allows. Um, I'm going to say you can't choose the Giants, Joe. But, uh, condoms are for coaching retreads and general manager retreads. Stay dirty, boys. <laughs> So those guys are both good. So there's less need with the with the Rams. He's been great. Obviously, Lynch has been great. Yeah. I'm not I'm not picking the the Ram, the Giants guy anyway, but the guy who's in Buffalo was mm-hmm. the um what's yeah. his name? I forget the dude's name in Buffalo. He's Me doing a, he's done a pretty good job there. Is it Brandon Bean? Let's look that up. Yeah. Brandon Bean, yeah. Sean McDermott. Uh yeah, no, he's done a good job. Damn, we're blown up today, guys. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think Les Need and the Rams is has been great. Um, I'm trying to think of anybody off the top of my head. Well, I mean, dare I say, still Bill Belichick? I mean, they're always in playoff hunt, right? Yeah, I'll go. I'll go with those three: Sneed, Belichick, and I believe it's Brandon Bean. You ready to get fired up a little? Oh boy, here we go. You know this this Lamar Jackson Matt Ryan thing. It just never oh seems to end. I have a feeling. I have a feeling. I know what's coming. A call that has nothing to do with my point ever. 
Are you going to do this to me? Are you going to play some call about like, well, he left two calls. I'm going to play the second one. Because then, then I saw a comment on YouTube as well. You know, it's well, let me just play it. Now, this is, is this our Colts fan again? Yeah, this is our Colts fan. Um, and and the this Colts team who have who have their running quarterback now lost to Tyler Henneke yesterday. So, are, are we still is this pre or post the Matt Ryan era being over? Are we done? Is he still blaming Matt Ryan for what's going on in uh, Indianapolis? You just lost uh, to the Commanders yesterday. So he left this call Friday afternoon. Okay. So this is after Matt Ryan's been benched. Pre, but before, but before Sam Ellinger's glorious first start in Indianapolis. But to be fair, you can't compare Sam Ellinger to an MVP quarterback. Well, I'm not comparing him to an MVP quarterback. I'm just saying, as, in terms of the blame that we want to place, they scored 16 points yesterday and lost to the Washington Commanders. Okay, let's go. Let's let's do it again. A dirtball nation. Fucking Lamar Jackson guy here. He didn't finish fucking listening to the episode before I fucking dropped the first message. So, no, I don't fucking leave YouTube comments. And if I'm going to have a civilized discussion, it's probably with Andy in the Twitter DMs, bro. Like, what are we talking about? Every time I try to make a point, I even try to go back and go over it. And, you know, all I was saying was what I said. And every time Joe wants to talk about it, he wants to put his spin on it. But that's his thing, man. Dirtball Nation, stay tight. Wow. I don't even well, I don't I'm not even sure what the point of that one was. So we have so, a second call. Well, that was the second call. So basically he's saying that was the second call. Because did the first did, call have a point? Well, the first call was like, remember, I read a comment on YouTube. Okay, well, let's we gonna I think we're gonna have to need to listen to the first call because I I'm not sure what the point of that one was. Well, the first call. I think we discussed last episode the comment on YouTube as far as, you know, like the, like this. But apparently that was not his comment on YouTube. No. I think that's what he was calling about. Okay. So he was getting fired up. Look, what, I'll just say this. Would they have been better off this year with Lamar Jackson? I say yes. Like, to me, it's not a question. What, is, what does that have to do with anything? Lamar Jackson wasn't available to go to the Colts. You know what? You know what the Colts would be way better than. I'd, I'd rather have I'd rather have Jackson Mahomes than Lamar Jackson on the Colts. They'd have been better off with fucking that too. But what are we talking about here? There was Lamar Jackson wasn't an option to go to the Colts this year. Well, I think you know. The, the, I mean, how did this whole thing get started? The point remains the same. I'll tell you how the thing got started. I'll tell you how the thing got started. This lunatic Colts fan freaked out because. He watched four preseason games. Because remember, this call happened before the year started. And he was like, Dark Colts, we should have Lamar Jackson. We got to deal with Matt Ryan. Why did you pick Lamar Jackson? Why didn't you pick Aaron Rodgers? Why didn't you pick Patrick Holmes, Justin Herbert? Why didn't you pick Joe Burrow? You know, there's a lot of quarterbacks that you would have been better off with than Matt Ryan. Unfortunately for you, and I'll repeat myself again, the guy that you wanted had worse stats last year than Matt Ryan. That's the point. You're 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 calling with this preseason hot take of 
Matt Ryan. I can't believe we have to deal with Matt Ryan. I'm going to pick random quarterback X and say we should have him. And you picked random quarterback X who wasn't available, turned down $300 million or whatever, and had worse stats last year than Matt Ryan. Well, I think, okay, so so I'm on, I'm, I'm looking. So remember somebody left an episode or left a call out or sorry, left a comment about like, is this the new curse in town? And we discussed that. And that person has followed up on YouTube saying, my comment wasn't shade. I'm just suggesting Prano may have cursed Matt Ryan this year. These curses seem to take effect when someone stands on their soapbox and declares something. Now, Prano deserves some shade because while he was comparing their stats for the year, he did the most cherry pick stats I've ever heard. Some Ethan shit. So, oh, just all the passing stats, every so, single passing stat. This person says all the passing stats. Matt Ryan has nine interceptions and nine fumbles, not to mention all of Lamar's rushing yards in comparison, which I had said that point on the show. I am not the same dirt ball that started the debate. Having said, you know, blah, blah, blah. Ethan and, shit is when you, I don't even know what EPA is, but I did the entirety of their passing stats. That's what I did. Last year. Last year. So you compared their stats last year. Don't forget, obviously, Lamar Jackson missed five games last year to injury. From running the ball. Well, let me just pull it up. So last year. I mean, look, there's obviously similar. Their stats. Listen, I, I have said from the beginning of this. I've said from the beginning of this. This is the weirdest the, conversation ever. I've said this from day one. You can go back and listen to it. I'm not saying Matt Ryan's better than Lamar Jackson. I'm just wondering why out of all the people that you could have chosen, you were like, we have to have this train wreck at quarterback when we could have this elite QB and you picked somebody whose stats, passing stats were almost identical. That seems like a weird hot take. If you would have been like, man, we should have had fucking Aaron Rodgers. We shouldn't have had Matt Ryan. I'd be like, yeah, dude, you should definitely have Aaron. If you can get Aaron Rodgers, you should have him. Also, if you could get Lamar Jackson, you should have him. The unfortunate thing is, what the fuck are we talking about? Lamar Jackson isn't available, missed five games last year, and his passing stats are what Matt Ryan. Like, okay. I don't think the Colts make the playoffs. Okay. Side note. Tennessee's going to run away with that division. Let me ask you. I'm going to... Here, here's what here's what I'm going to do, Andy. I'm going to actually put this nonsensical conversation into legit a, a legit situation where it actually happens. Now, and 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 I'm going to preface it by saying this: anybody who wants to weigh in on this can weigh in with Andy after, because I already know Andy's answer. But you can so you can go at Andy. Leave me out of this. Do you think it was a better move 
for the Colts to sign Matt Ryan this year, trade for Matt Ryan, sorry, trade for Matt Ryan this year for the two years he has left on his contract and take a chance that Matt Ryan was some former version of himself and lead the Colts to the playoffs? Or do you think that the Colts should have traded whatever they would have had to have trade to Lamar to get Lamar Jackson from the Ravens and then give him $200 million with like $150 million guaranteed. Hindsight is 2020. You already know how Matt Ryan worked out. You already know how Matt Ryan worked out. Do you think it was a better idea to do that? Or do you think it's a better idea to trade? I don't know, two firsts and two seconds, and then give $400 million to Lamar Jackson. Well, I think you know the answer. I well, but I, I'm going to need you to say it. What What do you think is a better move for the Colts? Well, long in, the, in this, yeah, in the scheme, this, this is, well, everything we know about the Colts, their defense, their running game, the future, the rest of the league. Here's who's good in the AFC now. Here's who's good in the NFC now. Here's what's going on in the AFC South. What do you think is a better move? I would, yeah, I would have done the Matt Ryan move. So you guys could just DM Andy. I mean, you take a chance. You, you can just take DM a Andy. I'm out. Andy's in. All things Iceman considered. And Maverick. Andy's going Matt Ryan again. All, I mean, all things considered, I, I just, I, you know, again, I don't believe until he starts winning playoff games. Like, it's nothing against Lamar. I just don't. Long term is big for me. This Here's, is no longer my problem. Andy is at Andy Ruther on all social media. All right. What's the hotline? 310. 310- 359-8365. If you want to have beef with Andy about Lamar Jackson and Matt Ryan, he's now taking your calls. YouTube comments. We're still dirty sports on YouTube. If you want to weigh in the Ruther curse, if we're, if we're talking about curses, you guys can all take it up with Andy. Cause Andy thinks exactly what I think. I'll be honest. I like this conversation has gone on so long. I don't even remember how it started. I don't remember where it went. There was a fictional situation in this lunatic Colts fan's mind where where they thought their where he thought their options oh, this man. where he thought their options this offseason were trade for I know I, I don't think he said or, that though. or Lamar Jackson just shows up on their roster. I, I, I don't think he said that. You can go though. back to it. It's a call right before the season started. You can listen to the call. I can't believe I'm going into the season with this fucking clown, Matt Ryan, fucking Lamar Jackson's available. You're like, what? I wish. Yeah, I wish we could play old calls. You can't. No, they they, they do. They, they, Skype changed their system. It sucks. So like I'm looking, he left a call September 2nd. And I'm trying to play it after 30 days. It won't play a call, which sucks. But I could go to the episode. I could. I could. Go back and listen. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go back. I got the time. I'm going to go back and listen to see how this all got started. It started with, I can't believe we have Matt Ryan. We should have Lamar Jackson. And to I don't me, know if it did. I don't like, know if it started that and way. To me, it's like, if you're going to pick random quarterbacks, I did pick like, I don't know, 1995 Steve Young. That's who I would have picked. I'd have picked, uh, I mean, with that running game, that defense, I might've gone. I don't know, 2007 Peyton Manning? How about uninjured Andrew Luck? Bring He was a Colt. Why not uninjured Andrew Luck? 
Why, honestly, why not, since you're the Colts, why not instead of Matt Ryan and Sam Ellinger, how about Peyton and Luck? You never had them together. Get both of them. Since we're picking random dudes, at least those dudes have better passing stats than Matt Ryan did last year, unlike Lamar Jackson, who did not, who had worse passing stats than Matt Ryan last year and missed five games to injury. And has never won a has won one single playoff game. But anyway, the Ravens are rocking and rolling. They are, man. Five and three. Yep. Leader of the division. Okay, that's gonna be it for our calls. 310-359-8365. DM me. Even though I, I, I don't know why I'm somehow in this because I well, you're somehow in this now because I've said my point. 15 times and I can't keep saying it. So now you've said it. Okay. And now they can take up their issues with you because apparently my answers are insufficient. Gotcha. Call Andy. Yeah. If you think if you have a problem with the Colts and not trading multiple firsts and probably multiple seconds, and I'm assuming Jonathan Taylor or something like that to the Ravens so that they could have paid Lamar Jackson $400 million over the next six seasons. And by the way, you would have had to guarantee half that. Oh man. It's going to be so fascinating when these, when this season ends with these contracts, right? Cause not only you have Lamar Jackson, then they can start negotiating Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. So it's like, it's going to be a huge off season with these contracts. Follow us on all social at The Dirty Sports. We're even on TikTok, I hear. Yeah. Put my, put my, it's time to re up the Dirty Sports TikTok, maybe with a Lamar Jackson, Matt Ryan hot take. Uh, I am on all social media at Joe Prano, except for Twitter, where I'm still at Fix Your Life. Uh, I will be in Plano, Texas, Thanksgiving weekend. Come see the shows there. Uh, I've got shows in and around Los Angeles, California before that. So uh, joeprano.com forward slash shows and keep your eye out. Uh, I'm making a return to Vegas in uh, J- January, San Francisco sketch fest in February. Just some early look aheads to put on your calendar. Cool. All right, guys, that's our Monday show. Enjoy your Halloween. We'll be back in a few days. And as always stay dirty.